Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and we are back here with a special bonus episode. Now, in this episode, I decided I want to do a quick countdown of my personal top five Halloween slash horror movies. So as you all know, this podcast is dedicated to television shows, some television specials, but I wanted to touch on my love of film and my appreciation for Halloween slash horror movies, and so that's why I decided I want to give this a shot. also means we could do some more of this stuff in the future in the month of November, uh, also in December as well. So a lot of interesting and fun different things we could do instead of just the normal going through an episode. But I'm going to jump into this very quickly. It's going to be my top five. Uh, we'll go down from there. I've got a few honorable mentions as well. But we're going to start off with number five on my list. And that number five spot goes to the 2007 film Trick or Treat. Jack-o'-lanterns. Putting on costumes, handing out treats. This is the one night that the dead roam free. <laughs> you gotta be fing kidding me. Cool. So just bear with me. Always check your candy. Happy Halloween. Trick or Treat, as I mentioned, was released in 2007, and it is an American anthology horror comedy film. It's a bit of a mouthful, uh, but that's probably the best way to describe it. It was written and directed by Michael Doherty, stars Dylan Baker, Rochelle Eights, Anna Paquin, and Brian Cox. The film has four different stories that follow a non-linear narrative, meaning they don't appear to be connected until you realize, in fact, they are connected later on in the story. One of the biggest takeaways from this film is the character of Sam. Even if you've never seen this movie, I would have to guess that in recent years you have seen Sam in some sort of Halloween decorations. He is a young child, he's wearing a, they're like orange footy pajamas, and he's got a burlap uh, burlap sack over his head. He is a character that shows up in each of these stories. And as I mentioned, he has become sort of this cult classic type character. This movie did not get a lot of pub when it first came out. I think it is one that it took until the last four or five years for me to watch. But it has become something I want to watch every Halloween season. And again, if you've not seen this, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a good amount of you who have never seen this. So I'm not going to go deep into the plot or anything of this. Because I don't want to ruin it for you. It is very underrated. So if you get a chance, give it a watch. I know they put it on AMC uh, a lot. It's already been on so far this season. So it's easily accessible. If it's out there, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. So now that we got number five out of the way, we're going to move ahead and go to number four. Which I'm going with a classic, classic film. 
and that is Child's Play. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? A good guy! I knew it! Hi, <laughs> I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy! Undetected Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclays. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who is on the counter. Andy! Who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. He came alive in my hand. I, I, I... Oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe me? Because I'm sane. This is Barkley. Sane and rational. No one believes the truth. <laughs> or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. <laughs> There's nothing innocent about child's play. Child's Play debuted in 1988 and it was directed by Tom Holland, but no, not that Tom Holland. The film, it is about a doll possessed by the soul of a serial killer. And he attempts to kill the child he was given to as a gift in order to bring his soul back. It's wild. These, it's not only just this film, but it is a whole series of these Child's Play slash Chucky films. Throughout this Chucky and the little boy Andy, they get into a lot of trouble. It's absurdly stupid. There is so much of this film of the original that is dumb but i love it i have this sort of like core memory of this uh it was something that i was relatively young probably 10 11 12 years old somewhere in that range where i first watched this with one of my best friends at the time and we had like begged my mom to be able to let us to watch let us watch it but she she had to watch it with us and it's so dumb uh it's one of those things that it has a ton of sequels it's got the bride of chucky uh the seed of chucky uh they recently started a tv show on sci-fi last year that got a lot of good praise where i watched the first episode of it i still haven't gone back to it but it wasn't bad it it really just plays into the same sensibilities that the movie itself does. It's not a good movie franchise at all, but I have a ton of nostalgia wrapped up in it. It's something I always look forward to throughout the spooky season. So it's I had to put this on my list because no matter what, I have to watch the first one. I don't mind the second one. After that, it gets really crazy, but they're all silly they're all foolish but it's that weird sense of nostalgia and that's why i have child's play as number four on my list so moving on now as we get into number three we're going with a classic classic film 
and that is Scream. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Uh, I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. He's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules. That one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who do we make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! Not scared, are you? Squeeze. Scream was released in 1996, and even though I was only the ripe age of 10 when it was released, it quickly became a staple in my spooky season rotation. I cannot say when I first saw the film, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Scream 2 came out a year later in 1997, Scream 3 was released in 2000, so it had to have been sometime between 96 and 2000. I remember Scream 2 coming out, I kind of remember Scream 3 coming out, so I'm sure it was somewhere in that range, I highly doubt I saw it in the movie theater, actually I'm pretty sure I did not see it in the movie theater, but it it just became so iconic. The ghost face mask, uh, it's something that you see, still see to this day with the trick-or-treaters uh, out and about. I remember when I was in 8th grade, it was a big deal at our school that the 8th graders got to put on a, a uh, haunted house. And so this would have been in the fall of 1999, and the ghost face mask was something that a couple of kids in the haunted house my age had on. So obviously I had seen the film. The first two... I really like, um, but we'll get into that a little more about that in a minute. The, this slasher film, it was written by Kevin Williamson. It was directed by the great Wes Craven, and it sort of brought new life to the slasher genre that had really dropped off since the 70s and 80s. The 90s sort of had a bit more strangeness to its horror films uh, leading up to this point. And you got to admit, if you've seen this movie, the opening scene with Drew Barrymore is one of the best surprises in film history. If you go into this movie and you had only seen the trailers, you'd only see the posters, you firmly believe that Drew Barrymore is the main character of this film. And, spoiler alert, she gets killed off in the first few minutes of the film. 
And it sets up that anything can happen in this movie. And I think that's so brilliant with this film to have the star be completely knocked out in the first 10 minutes of the movie. As I mentioned before, I enjoyed the sequel. Didn't really care for Scream 3. I really didn't care for Scream 4. Um, But I did like their return to the big screen in 2022 earlier this year. I thought Scream 5 was pretty good, uh, all things considered. And they have another sequel that's coming, I believe, early 2023, which I'll also watch that one. I'm looking forward to that as well. But Scream overall holds like this mid-90s nostalgia feel for me that I was at the perfect age when these films were coming out. Maybe not with the first one, but with the second and the third, that I was in that prime age to be all about watching these movies. It hit for me. They're still great. Uh, I like watching, as I said, the first two. I'll probably I'll, I'll casually watch the third or the fourth, and the fifth is pretty solid. But Scream, it has to be on my list. And, uh, you know, only two iconic franchises were able to beat it out and speaking of iconic franchises as for number two on our list we're jumping into the world of jason Voorhees and friday the 13th i have this dream i'm in a thunderstorm and it's raining really hard sounds like pebbles when it hits the ground i try to block out the sound with my hands only it doesn't work just keeps getting louder and louder and rain turns to blood it's just a dream ah! are you crazy we ain't gonna stand for no weirdness out here hello help me did you know that a young boy drowned here help me his name was jason and today is his birthday this is cursed. You're doomed if you stay here. original Friday the 13th gets the nod on this list at number two but there's also something I love so much about the awful sequels (laughs) but we'll get to that in just a minute the original film debuted in 1980 was written by Victor Miller directed by Sean S. Cunningham and the plot it revolves around some camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. The film it first starts off in the late 1950s, showing a pair of counselors getting murdered after they snuck away to have sex. It then jumps into the present, and we find out a young boy drowned in the camp there in the late 50s. Sets up the stage for this killer. Throughout the majority of the film, you believe that the boy who drowned, Jason, is the one who's doing these murders. Until we find out at the end, it's in fact Jason's mother trying to avenge her son's death. You know, in in subsequent films, Jason becomes the slasher horror figure guy that we've come to know today with a hockey mask and everything. But at the very beginning, it's the mother. And it's something that's referenced in the first uh, Scream movie when Drew Barrymore is on the phone. She gets told or or gets asked who's the killer in Friday the 13th. And immediately she's like, Jason, Jason, it was Jason. 
And he's like, wrong. It was the Jason's mother. And so that's like the perfect sort of trivia question because a lot of people do forget given all of the other films. And there are 12 total films in this series where each one somehow gets worse than the last. And despite all that, I think they're fun bad movies. Uh, the original is a very good movie. But from there on, they get absurd and dumb. Jason's in space. Jason is in Manhattan. Jason is fighting Freddy. I mean, there are so many strange twists and turns in this entire franchise, but it's one that I like turning my brain off, enjoy some spooky atmosphere, and all of that, and I, I think a lot of people would have this movie or the entire franchise on their list. And before we jump into the number one film on the list, there are a few honorable mentions I need to get out there. I do have to mention, Friday the 13th is not on my list. Not even in my honorable mentions. They just don't do it for me. Uh, New Nightmare is actually probably my favorite of all of them. But most of them I just don't care for. There's something about Freddy that never really connected with me. But in terms of the honorable mentions, uh, as, as you have already noticed, the majority of these films on my list are horror. Actually, all of them are horror. Maybe a little camp, a little dark humor in there. But I do have to give a shout out to Hocus Pocus. I had never seen the film in full until a couple years ago. My wife wanted me to watch it. I didn't love it or obsess over it like a lot of people do. But I feel if I would have seen this movie as I was a, or when I was a kid, I probably would have had it in my top five. I know my sister enjoyed it. I just don't know why it sort of passed me by uh, all these years. It's fun. It just doesn't hold the same weight for me as others on the list. But it's one that has become part of my my Halloween canon, so to speak, where it it's something I'm going to have to watch each and every year. Uh, and Hocus Pocus 2 just recently watched it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's solid for what it is. You, know, you can't expect a whole lot out of a movie 30 years after the original or whatever it is. But Hocus Pocus 2, not that bad. I, I think if you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one. And another honorable mention I have to include on my list that I don't think many people have seen or enjoyed or anything, but it's the 1992 film Candyman. Another movie that I probably saw around 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Had to beg my mom to let me watch it. Um, it scared the hell out of me. It made me never want to stand in a mirror and say Candyman five times. Um, but despite it being something that scared me so much as a kid, it still gets high, high marks for me. Tony Todd, playing the title character of Candyman, is terrifying. He is terrifying. It, it's, it's a dark, gritty, grimy, kind of gross movie. But it works. Uh, I also really enjoyed the remake of the film. Uh, it was pretty good, but I would say if you had never seen the original... Watch the original uh, if you enjoyed it. I think you'd probably like the newer version as well. Um, but they're, they're, it's, it's a movie that holds a weird place in nostalgia for me, despite me not believing it's that great of a movie. So those are my honorable mentions. So as before we jump into number one, number five was Trick or Treat. Number four was Child's Play. Number three was Scream. Number two was Friday the 13th. And that leaves one obvious choice for number one on my list, Halloween. Halloween night, 
a small American town, 15 years ago. not be the top film on everyone's list the original halloween debuted in 1978 and it is always among the first horror films i watch each and every halloween season or whenever i want those spooky halloween feels it's a movie that has been playing all the time on amc in october and when it is on if i'm flipping through the channels and i see it's on i'm probably going to stop and i'm probably going to watch it this is up there as one of my favorite movies maybe ever probably in my top 10 top 20 at worst i think it is so well done it is simplistic in the best way possible the thing that i like about it is it gives you all of these spooky scary halloween feels and there's so little actual halloween in the movie halloween meaning there's not a lot of decorations or anything and it doesn't have to have that it just works and it works perfectly and just as friday the 13th halloween has its it has a bevy of sequels and reboots the 78 version is my favorite but I also really, really like Halloween 2, where it's it's supposed to happen right after the first uh, the first film, and Lori is in the hospital. Everything that takes place in the hospital is so good. It's very confined, and it feels really scary. And there's something about that second one that I don't think gets enough love, but it's very good. Um, 
But the story of Michael Myers, the character, has been retconned a lot throughout the series. The first two films, uh, as I mentioned, standalone are very good. The third film, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, doesn't feature Michael Myers. It was, as they started to want to make like an anthology series, it just didn't work. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's it's got the Halloween tabs on it, so I think people... It gets a negative review. I think if it wasn't called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, if it was just called Season of the Witch, I think people would have liked it a little bit more. But it's not one that I watch too terribly often, and it's not really been a part of AMC's showing of the Halloween films. So it followed up by Halloween 4 and 5, which are also two that I get sucked in to a lot. Uh, they're not good. One of them has Paul Rudd in it. I mean, it's... They're they're stupid, but but there's still something that uh, that draws me into them. And it was then followed up by the Curse of Michael Myers, and then Jamie Lee Curtis returned in Halloween H two O, which is viewed as a direct sequel of the first two films. You can take out everything else, and then it was followed up by Halloween Resurrection, um, and then Rob Zombie took over in two thousand and six, and his two films were interesting i don't mind his original i think his halloween 2 is pretty bad um there was a lot there that that he paid homage to which i appreciated but it's just it it didn't hit the second time around and then again in 2018 we got another halloween with jamie lee curtis back and in this one, they view it as a direct sequel to the original movie. They disregard everything else from any of the other films, especially number two. They disregard all of that, uh, where there was the line of Lori being related to Michael. That's completely scrapped overall. But I really liked Halloween 2018. Their follow-up Halloween Kills was interesting. It was setting itself up for Halloween... Um, Halloween ends, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks here, uh, actually next week at the time of this recording. So it by the time we post this, it, is, it would have already debuted, but I'm very much, very much looking forward to watching Halloween ends and seeing how this four-part series <laughs> of this film franchise ends. But that is my list of my favorite Halloween slash horror films. I wanted to do something a little bit different, mix it up a little bit. I do want to try this, I think, with Thanksgiving. there's. I think I'll have to kind of connect to Thanksgiving specials with quote-unquote movies because there's not really a lot of movies. Uh, there's only a couple I could really think of, think of off the top of my head. But I would like to do that some more. I'd like to do it with Christmas in terms of Christmas movies and also Christmas specials. So if you have any other ideas... Uh, of other countdowns you'd like to see let me know also let me know what movies would be on your list and if you disagree with any of mine uh, as always you can find the show on facebook and instagram by searching for tgi podcast i'd also love it if you left us a review on apple Podcasts. again if you let me know i'll send you a free sticker uh this is such a fun time of year and there's so much more stuff coming up in the coming weeks and months that gets me excited i love doing this Um, And I love getting interactions and responses from y'all. So if you want to send me some more uh, comments and whatnot, just let me know how you feel about my list and everything that that, uh, we've got moving forward. So thanks again for listening. I can't wait to talk to you soon. And we'll be back very soon with another Halloween episode. 
The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.